0: We better figure out an intro soon, because we're, we're
1: going. We're going? We're going with this? this we're going with this. here. What is boofing?
0: Just have to go deeper, Tom. Deeper.
1: Show off the bat penis.
0: Fun things happen. Things break, and things just don't work the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Technology. Technology and life. That's how it works. The meaning of life. If things just don't work the way you want it to. At least that's usually how it goes for me. Sure uh,
1: Yeah. I uh, Ups and downs, things work, things don't work I, I give up sometimes
0: Yeah, you just gotta keep troubleshooting until you figure things out We've been re- doing our recordings Of course, as anybody, geeks have issues And technology just doesn't want to work sometimes Sometimes USB ports just no longer work Yep, just a little fun of having to switch over from Tom's computer to my computer For a little bit of game recording mm-hmm. Nothing major So what else have you been up to? I was at a uh, geek festival this last weekend, Ohio Linux Fest. I got uh, sent down there for work, went and learned about containers. Containers aren't what you see on the internet. That is what I will tell you. If you are trying to run containers and you think they're like virtual machines and blah, 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 stop there. You're doing it wrong. They're similar, but not the same.
1: So they're not boxes that I can
0: put stuff in? Oh, no, they're not boxes you can st- put stuff in, but I like to call them boxes. You know, any host you call a box in most of the time and uh. Well, at least physical hosts in IT. But yeah, containers aren't even boxes because they run inside a, another host box and uh, run on top of its over underlying OS without having its own OS in a nutshell. So that was fun. Went to a bunch of geeky talks. Went to a talk about networking. And data center networking since I uh, work for ISP company now and whatnot. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. See what I, maybe I can learn about data center networking, what might be up and coming in networking and whatnot. Because I work in applications and uh, application engineering, but... Yeah, might as well go check out what's on the network side. It was really cool because they were talking about the need to diverge away from network people and applications and engineering and dev people from being so separate on different sides of the walls and how we need to work together. Also, though, the guy had dropped a little hint that, uh, or I guess it might not be a hint, maybe if I was in the networking community, I'd know it, but that 5G, wireless 5G, when it comes out and cell towers and all that stuff, it's going to be 50 times faster than 4G. That's That's ridiculous. I can't... Um, 50 times faster than what 4G is already doing. That That's pretty insane. Yeah. Hopefully they get that rolled out in a timely manner because, I mean, 4G took a couple of years to roll out. It wasn't too fast or too slow. It wasn't too fast either. But uh, I'm already ready for 5G now. I, I guarantee after I see some reviews on the first 5G phone uh, on the fee network or even if I have to run it unlocked, I might drop some money on that.
1: Yeah, I've been teasing those things coming out just a matter of time. All technology is just a matter of
0: time. But it, it shows that speed and technology and things, it just grows
1: exponentially sometimes.
0: I mean, 50 times, that's crazy.
1: Right, well, it'd be nice if we can get our uh, the rest of our internet in this country going that well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: landline yeah. internet is not the greatest everywhere. I, I can uh, I can detest for that. I get about 100 down now, which I'm very happy with. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't really maxed out the hundred down yet. It really got too slow on it, so works for me right now. But if I was doing crazy shit and had a server that was being hit from the outside, I'm sure I would notice some speed uh, speed issues. Oh yeah. And other than that, I'm trying to think uh, anything other interesting else or anything else interesting happened at Linux Fest. It was a great time. Uh, I got to meet up with a bunch of buddies I used to work with. We were going to dinner on Friday night, and we wanted to go knock on my buddy's roommate's door, and he's like, "Hey." hotel security and then uh, a nun and this other lady like walked past us in the hallway i don't know if she was quite a nun but she was like wearing a babushka on her head and like a black one and she looked very prom or yeah prim and proper and then this other lady walked past us in the hallway and then my buddy just yells yeah we're here to masturbate you <laughs> and they I I didn't look around because I'm like I I can't I can't look at them right now because I'm just busting up laughing but my buddies looked over at them they're like the nun lady was in between like shit should I still act serious is it okay to bust up laughing along with them (laughs) that's kind of how it went the whole time just a lot of jokes being thrown around one talk I went to was about being a lazy cis admin and the cis admin didn't even show up to the talk he did it remotely that's how lazy he was it it was pretty epic so at least
1: he's admitting to what he is
0: oh yeah you gotta admit to what you are you got to automate everything. You got to just use the tools you're comfortable with. Set up your environment, get it right, and get it working well. And if you automate all your job, no one's gonna ever need to know that you aren't working because everything's working so well. Other than Linux Fest yesterday, I had the chance to go and play the amazing Bolt Action World War II miniatures game made by Warlord Games. It's a game I've seen around for a long time, and I've been very interested in. But uh, I got into 40k a long time ago, and so I stuck with 40k. And I don't want to have too many expensive miniatures games that I play, because, like I said, they're expensive. But got to play bolt action, and, and it was it was really cool. It was a nice little small scenario. I played it with Alex from Split the Party Podcast, and he played the U.S. Uh, paratrooper forces. And I played the... I believe they were paratroopers, at least. I played the uh, German veteran forces who uh, had a half-track. So I only had three squads. I had one squad with the mg42 machine gun one squad with a guy with a submachine machine gun and then a half track which are fucking sweet because they're half tank and half truck who doesn't like that and then alex had i think five squads two seven man squads one sniper squad one hq squad and one bazooka squad but most of his troops were inexperienced so they're easier to kill okay and it kind of works like 40k in a way or at least that's what i'm gonna equate it to equate it to i was about to use that goddamn word i made up the analogize the lies or whatever the fuck i was saying a couple of podcasts ago (laughs) but i'm gonna equate it to 40k because that's the game i know the most you know the most and probably most of our listeners know the most but you have your movement and all that type of stuff and you're shooting what really shines to me and i think alex obviously it really shined to too from what we were talking about is the unit activation. Instead of one person goes first or another person goes first based upon a dice roll, you have one command dice or order dice per unit you have on the field. So Alex had five, I had three units, we put eight dice into a cup. Different colored dice. I had brown, he had green. Then the round goes by you pull a dice out and if it's a green dice then the US troops go or Alex's troops went um, one of them he got to pick which one went or if I pulled a brown dice it was me or vice versa whoever pulled what color dice it went to that person mm-hmm. to activate one of their units and then things you could do are like advance where you can move and shoot but you take a penalty for shooting because you move. You can shoot, which you don't get a penalty for shooting because you just stand there and shoot. You can run, which you run double your movement, jump to the ground, and things like that, rally your troops. And so it was really cool to play a game where it wasn't first turn, second turn, I go, you go. It was... Okay, yeah, this is how many units there are in the game, and it's random when they go. Like, all of Alex's units ended up entering the field before any of mine, so it really helped my units, because I just drove my half-track on, and then my guys jumped out and walked onto the field, and no one was really there to get shot, because he couldn't shoot me because he had to run onto the field first. Okay. But then in subsequent rounds, he was able to pull a green dice first, and then he had his bazooka on the field, and I had my half track on the field, and he shot at it, and he uh, he caused it to get set on fire, and it wasn't able to be used that turn because my guys decided to put out the fire. It was really cool because it had a standard like ballistic skill where everybody shoots and hits on a three plus, but you modify that if you moved and you shoot. It's a minus one. If someone's behind soft cover, it's another minus one. If they're behind hard cover, it's a minus two. If it's over half your range, it's a minus one. So there's a lot of modifiers, but everybody's hindered the same amount. No one has any really better special shooting attack or anything like that. And so it was really cool. I see a lot of potential in the game. I don't know that I'm going to buy into it fully. Maybe I'll buy some infantry... Because I want to support Warlord games because they make a cool product, but I don't think I'd ever play it competitively, so I don't need to have the, the models that are the exact models, and there's a lot of World War II heavy artillery and tanks out there that you can find in 3D print. Like, Alex 3 printed a Sherman, and holy shit, did that Sherman look sweet. Like, it might not have huge detail on it, but when you're standing, like, two feet above the table surface that you're playing on, and you look down, you're like, shit, that's a fucking Sherman. So, just buy some infantry, print tanks, and artillery, and go from there and have some fun. Alright, seems like an interesting game. Oh yeah, it it was very interesting. Very balanced, I'd have to say, because the random unit activation, it's not alternating, it's not anything, it's just random. So I guess maybe alternating would be a bit more balanced, but the
1: random factor is just kind of cool. I feel like the the random factor might be a little more balanced just because, like, I'm assuming you had fewer units because your oh, uh, yeah. your your truck tank was uh, a uh, higher cost. Yes. So you been. have fewer units uh, thus your your chance of being able to move is lowered to the back end more often than not because of that. So, but Alex had squishier units being yes. that they were people and they were easier, uh, a lower cost. So that that randomness probably, for the most part, works out. I mean, obviously you're going to have games where it works out in favor of the person who's loaded their team with maybe fewer stuff, but harder hitting stuff. Yeah. And that that can pose a problem, but I imagine that more often than not that you can negate that with that randomness of who's going when. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right there. Thinking about it, yeah,
0: that probably is much more balanced because if I only had three and he had five and you alternate, then his like two or three units are always going to go after my three units in an alternating setting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool too because it wasn't a, a type of shooting game where you had to roll the hit roll to wound, and then roll to see if you saved, and then roll to see if there was a special thing that kept them alive, or Mm -hmm. any of that bullshit. It was roll to see if you hit, roll to see if you wound, that's it. If you get a six on your roll to wound, then you get to pick the character on the squad that you hit to die. If you rolled above what you needed to kill them, but not a six, and the other person got to choose. And like, so the roll to hit was always a three plus, and then plus or minus modifiers. And the roll to wound is based on the experience of your troops. So my troops were veterans, so it was a five plus to wound them and kill them. And Alex's troops were, for the most part, inexperienced. He had one veteran and one regular, so it was three plus to kill the inexperienced, it was four plus to kill the regular, and five plus to kill his veteran. It was nice not having All these roles to clarify If you finally fucking killed something It it, it seemed to move a little bit faster That way Okay. So I think if anything I would say bolt action if I get into it I will get into it because It is a different format of War game than I already play Mm -hmm. Because I play a a futuristic war game Warhammer 40k so I don't want to play another sci-fi one And Warhammer Fantasy or Age of Sigmar is still a little bit too close Of a game type to 40k so I don't want to play that but Bolt Action, it's World War II, and it seems to be pretty balanced, and the system's different from 40k. So, if I get into it, I think that's what I would get into, just for the fact of this is my balanced game, no one's gonna pull out these crazy combos, which is why I love 40k, because you can pull out those crazy fucking combos, like your tyranids, and then your tyranids, oh, wait, I shot this fucker off the board. Well, no you didn't, because it's coming on from the side of the board. So, yeah, yeah deal with me now, bitch. I like those games. But... Also, there's something just nostalgic of sitting down and playing, like, a World War II game that's nice and balanced, and all right, are the crowds going to be able to beat these uh, Kansas City boys jumping in from the sky? Let's find out. That's what I've been up to for the last week. It was kind of busy since
1: our last podcast. Yeah. But fun busy. Fair enough. This week is what's going to be busy for me. But last week, I finally decided I was just going to go trade in my old GoPro for a 7, um... Using the Geek Squad plan and cashing it out like that, I only end up having spent an extra like 10 bucks.
0: When you text me that, I was like, wait, how, did, is that right? He just bought a GoPro 7 for $9.50 yeah, like 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 nine fifty or something like that?
1: Yeah, like $9 and some change. So basically, here's how it works. Is when I bought my GoPro 6, I got the three-year Geek Squad plan on it because I bought it from Best Buy. I traded in the, the first GoPro 6 for another GoPro 6 because it was overheating. We were having ridiculous problems. I was like, this is stupid. The second GoPro 6 immediately had the same problems. I kind of just dealt with it. Then I found out that the 7s were coming out, and then I waited a little bit for reviews, and then I went in and said, "Hey, this is my second GoPro 6. I'm I'm having issues with these. I'd rather just up upgrade to a 7. Is there any way I can essentially cash out my Geek Squad plan towards that upgrade?" And they said, "Yeah, sure." So they gave me like the $531 or whatever it was that I previously spent, put it on a card for me. I bought a 7, put the Geek Squad plan on, and it still only cost me that that like $9 and some change. That's
0: an amazing thing. I think I will buy any hardware camera or something like that through Best Buy from now on, knowing that if you do get that Geek Squad plan, if your camera's sucking that bad, you can really trade it in and upgrade to a newer model that is working better. Mm-hmm. That restores some faith for me
1: in Best Buy there. Okay. Sure, I I worked at one, I worked at that particular Best Buy for a while, so I still know some people there. And I I generally will get my a decent number of my electronics from from them, just because I, I know the the Geek Squad plan. I know how they they generally work some of that stuff, just because I had to learn it. But yeah, I mean that worked out really well for me. Uh, I pre-ordered my new phone that I'll get on Thursday. The uh, Pixel three. Yeah, reg, uh, Pixel three, the regular one, not the XL. Uh, oh, 64. you're not going
0: big. You're not going no. with that weird bezel.
1: No. And I don't need the giant notch or the bezel or whatever else that comes with that thing. So, I got the regular one. I got the 64 gig rather than the 128. I don't understand why you'd need that much space on a phone, especially when it's Google and all of your stuff goes to the Google Cloud and you have an unlimited space for, for... photos and videos anyways exactly yeah most
0: people's <laughs> use cases that's perfectly fine the only reason i would ever get it is if it didn't have an sd card slot just Which, so i could download I all do. my gopro videos off my gopro if i was on an extended trip yeah. and
1: that's literally the only use case of why i need an sd card yeah it's, i don't think that it has an sd card slot so yeah i pre-ordered that uh, i've been reading my books about halfway through venomized so i made it through poison x and just finishing up that stuff and then i've been editing and uh sending you articles about commanders as i was finding shit oh yes the <laughs> commanders
0: are coming to 40k you did get your broodlord and yeah. the tyranid prime which i didn't even fucking know existed
1: <laughs> i forgot it existed it's essentially just a, a tyranid warrior with a different chest piece chesticles on him. yeah he's gonna be the same base uh, he might end up being a little bit taller but I think he was really just kind of ends up being like a souped-up gunner.
0: Oh, that's kind of cool, souped-up gunner.
1: Like, from what I was watching, he's an all-around guy, so he, he would have a gun, he would have melee weapons and stuff. So that's why I, I equate him to being more like the, the Tyranid Warrior gunner, because that's where you get, like, my Venom Cannon guy. Uh-huh. Um, that's what his name would be. Uh, and so I equate that more to being, like, the Tyranid Prime just like a a stronger version because instead of having three wounds, he has six wounds and he has, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how many attacks he has, but like the brood Lord has six wounds and, six, six attacks, attacks i think I it think is so. yeah so it's like five or six attacks so, and the, th- the thing about the brood lord though is fully tacked out he's like 200 points or something like that he will end up being your kill team and be like him like one other thing and you're just charging up the field yeah. you're gonna make, make some shit happen or i'm gonna die and that was the
0: other interesting thing <laughs> in the video you dropped and sent to me from games workshop it sounds like we're gonna have 200 point kill teams now as a standard with commanders in them and whatnot I wonder if they're going to tweak the rules to where you can kind of fit a little bit more into your army and not need to have only, like, two gunners and things like that. Maybe you could have three gunners in a 200-point match. would be kind of cool. Yeah. Because right now you can kind of get a little bit bogged down, but if you decide to go without a commander, it'd be sweet to see, like, a little bit bigger of a kill team um, going up against a kill team with a commander and yeah. such. There's one gripe I do have to say. Fucking Marines got shafted. I know exactly why they got shafted. Because GW wants to make some fucking money off of some models that they haven't been making money off of. And the Space Marines are only allowed to pick Primaris Commanders. ...as the commanders of the Kill Team. Primaris, for people out there who don't know, pretty much when 8th Edition came out, GW made a big marketing move, like, big marketing move to try to just make some fucking money. They came out with souped-up Space Marines, so instead of just a Space Marine who's already a genetically modified human, they came out with genetically, genetically modified humans. More super, super humans, and they are the Primaris Marines. And so they haven't been really getting that much love by the community, at least from what I've been seeing. That's my only reason or equation to why you cannot bring normal commanders like a normal space marine librarian, a normal captain, a normal chaplain you can only bring as a commander a primaris chaplain a primaris librarian or a primaris cap they're forcing us to buy some models that are being bought right now and it's bullshit yeah i don't think i'm going to be buying them i think i'm going to be running my normal space marine commanders as primaris because i'm just not going to give into it fair enough unless i get into a goddamn tournament and then hopefully i can see if people let me play it as count as if not then i'll unfortunately
1: probably have to buy yeah that'll be the the, your downfall as far as that goes as if is when you get to the tournaments yeah people get real picky sometimes
0: oh yeah they they definitely do sorry i'm checking your little talk here real quick i do have to say i just saw in the warhammer community uh, a bunch of cleveland guys got in like the top 10 in the michigan gt which is the michigan grand tournament that just happened in detroit this last weekend so, congratulations to Cleveland 40K. I guess we're prevalent out there. We're, we're doing good things. Nice. That's cool. But I apologize once oh, again.
1: No, you're fine. Don't <laughs> worry about I would get
0: it. the 40K stuff in with the 40K.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, as I say, I brought up that 40K stuff. I was, like, trying to keep on to- top of it. You were out of town. And I was, like, I was fine. I was, like, oh, shit. It's coming out for pre- this weekend. Okay, and then I was like waiting for it, and then it like uh, by like six o'clock on Saturday, it finally posted for pre-order, and I was looking at it, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, okay, so it's up." And then talking with you some more, and I showed you the some of the videos and um, the the special commanders that there posting for some of the the squads
0: yeah it's cool that they're coming out with name characters for it i i like when they do that they add a fluffy bit to the new models because at least if you're going to come out with new models i mean yeah it's always cool to get newer flashier models for the people who are really big in the hobby part of it but i like when there's some backstory to the new flashier model versus the older
1: model who just kind of looks like yeah that's a cap right and then uh i forgot i remember the other thing that that happened for me my my case finally showed up for my uh, 40k stuff nice so i have my my foam and stuff like that and uh, i got everything well i got a lot of my stuff in not everything but once i got everything i could get in i then immediately started uh modifying the case <laughs> <laughs> so some of the foam bits i actually had to cut out to make like uh for the the Nuranthropes and Zonethropes that i have i had to cut two of the infantry ones which are like the little, little shallow but they're long. If I cut that out and make it too deep, they fit in there. And so I had I did that for the neurothropes. I had that one venom throw that I uh, I had to make a four square for. And then I was looking into a couple other ones that I, I was going to try for like the gargoyles. And um, I had uh, my my carnifax, my uh, one eye or whatever he is. Oh, one eye. Yeah, uh, I was going to try and do that for him, but then I realized it just wasn't deep enough.
0: Just have to go <laughs> deeper, Tom. Deeper. I do.
1: So I have some stuff that won't be in in the case just yet, but I have consolidated.
0: <laughs> you just have to go deeper, Tom, I deeper.
1: Do. But yeah, so that finally got all that in and was doing that. So that's cool. Yeah, it's always nice to be able to put your nice expensive toys <laughs> in a nice expensive box <laughs> so they don't get hurt. Right? I was like, I had them in. Uh, I had them in a box. that wasn't. I most of them in a box. That wasn't that bad. But then I had like my tyranifex and my exocrines in a, essentially a plastic bag and i was carrying them around and luckily one of the sections of the tyranifex leg popped off uh, It didn't break but it popped out so apparently i just never glued it down well enough so i went and it and, t- and reattached it but luckily nothing actually broke in that regard and, and in some cases like some of my uh gargoyles are missing some little bits here or there or the uh there's a couple of um Gene sealers That are like A hand broke off Somewhere along the way And I don't know When the fuck that happened But to be fair I didn't actually pay For most of that stuff
0: (laughs) Yeah so You're all good (laughs) You'll get it back You'll find something
1: And and like I told you For the the fact that They're the Tyranids If they're missing something It's not as detrimental As like A piece of armor On (laughs) it adds some character you're gonna always
0: remember that model on the table you're gonna be like oh yeah that's uh one-handed sparky here's right like that and you make up a story for him and adds to the narrative and just adds
1: to the fun i found a i found a a hormigant that um like half of his one scythe is busted off (laughs) i was like cool man one (laughs) scythe hairy." (laughs) yeah so yeah it's uh it's nice to actually have a a case for that uh You know, uh, depending on if we get a chance to play on Saturday with Commanders coming out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll end up bringing it over. You'll see it then. Heck yeah. That'll be fun. And then if you, I don't know if you want any of that bubble wrap that all the stuff was wrapped in, but I still have (laughs) it. Bubble wrap can be be useful for me. Yeah. All right. I, i say how nice
0: it is to buy a nice expensive case to put all your nice expensive toys in, but I have to yet buy one. I just use boxes and use bubble wrap and I have foam. Uh, that I got from places. I just never bought it myself and I, yeah. I, I use that foam. I did, when I bought my Tau army though, get an actual Warhammer 60 infantry case. So mm-hmm. I put 60 pieces of infantry in it. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, I never had to really buy that because it came with the army, but. Right works for me pretty much have everything i need to transport most of the things now like i got that i got a toolbox i got a cardboard
1: box uh <laughs> and i got I'm bubble wrap i'm gonna keep the little cardboard box because that's where the, the extra things are going to be i'll end up putting the uh what's the last thing i have here is that the trigon prime is down there so that's the only other thing i'll probably end up, end up in that box and so it's a, it's a smaller little group of stuff but at least most of it's in A foam case Yeah I I feel your pain too (laughs)
0: Because horde armies Are just horrible To be able to transport Yeah Like trying to carry A hundred boys somewhere Without any of those hundred boys breaking Before I had Case For my sixty boys at least Mm -hmm. Oh it was horrible Especially the one tournament when I ran like literally 60, no, I ran 70 boys on the table and three weird boys to be able to jump them around the table or something yeah. ridiculous like that. It was nasty. And there was a lot of fucking models to take
1: to the tournament. I believe it. But yeah, and then I was, it's nice because I can, I, I was already looking at like maybe trying to get some more neuranthrope Zoanthrope stuff. And then uh, uh, I was looking at another, like getting the, the Warriors and making the Prime and I probably end up with a, a Prime and two Warriors at that point. So I, that was the other thing I was thinking about. Yeah, so we'll add some, some space. Yeah,
0: we'll need to get another 40k game in, full game in. I just played one with Evan the other day, too, after I helped him out with his 52 frames picture of uh, his hobbying thing that he's doing with his photography. We played a, a quick thousand point game of 40k, and I'm like, man, I haven't played real 40k in a while. Yeah. This was fun. It'd I mean, be, I lost,
1: but it was fun. Yeah, it'd be fun to do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that's about it, other than just the random craziness that's going on in the world. The last few weeks. oh, Some of the stuff we haven't actually talked about, and I was feeling some of it we will talk about here. Oh, of course.
0: <laughs> there's always room for us to talk about randomness and craziness, because <laughs> we're random and we're crazy. Yeah,
1: we are. Yeah, want to head over into the news corner? We can
0: tackle some of that? Sure, let's talk about
1: the crazies in the news corner. No, Nintendo's not necessarily crazy. I just I don't know how I particularly feel about this. But, uh, so last week, Nintendo put out a new game for like the the retro stuff on uh, the switch for the online and this is essentially um it's a souped up zelda game so it's it's zelda one from the nes uh but you start with a bunch of rupees you start with the white sword the magical shield the blue ring and the power bracelet granted that game is balls fucking tough because there's no actual map and you have to kind of just roam around and know where you're going yeah it's pretty tough i understand it uh, but at the same time, I feel like it takes away from the game.
0: Oh, it definitely does for more mature not not in the more mature crowd, I guess, but the older crowd, I would say, mm-hmm. or the people who want to play
1: it with that nostalgia. Dude, I'm sure, like the regular one's still there, so it's not like you have to play in this. And then I guess once you beat it, it unlocks a, a harder version called Second Quest. Second Quest, not Master Quest, because it's the second quest after the first. Yeah, and to be, I don't think there's technically a master sword. Oh yeah, there is no <laughs>
0: master sword. <laughs> like te- te-
1: I mean, technically, there's not. I mean, you can you can equate the various sword things to that but uh, by name i don't think there's one in that game
0: yeah not till a link to the past is it probably
1: i don't i never play i don't know enough about zelda 2 oh yeah zelda 2 the one on the weird it was yeah, that one but it's like a side scroller yeah, a weird yeah, thing yeah. yeah i don't know shit about that game either uh,
0: whenever we actually go into our history of zelda maybe that'll come up um
1: but yeah I, you, you think you might be right it might be a link to the past probably where is where master sword originates uh, mm-hmm. at least in in name I would guess, uh, and then uh, more video game news uh, of things originating apparently on the Blizzard store. There's possibly a, le- a leak to what the next Diablo game is called. The image that was that was saved from that website, the screenshot that they took was has a bunch of things with the label of uh, Diablo Reign of Terror and uh, this isn't the first time this happened to blizzard so if this is true this isn't the first time it's happened to blizzard because it also happened with uh, i think the latest world of warcraft stuff you know may, maybe a new diablo game they have talked about the fact that they are working on multiple diablo projects so like it wasn't just the switch thing they were working on there were other diablo things that they were also working on at the same time yeah and it would be sweet to see
0: uh, another new diablo game come out too because i mean Diablo 3 has been out for a little while, and we know that... It's not on every system. (laughs) Yeah, it's now on every system, and we know they're doing the season thing and whatnot, which is cool to keep it uh, nice and up-to-date and fresh for everybody coming back in, or people who just keep going through season to season to season. But it is another one of those things where it'd be cool to finally see another new Diablo game. I mean, it took them so long to come out from 2 to 3... I hope they don't take that long from three to Reign of Terror or whatever that else is coming out. Right, yeah, well, and I hope it doesn't come out to be like a card game or anything like that.
1: Well, I'm 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 curious to know if uh, if Reign of Terror is going to be a full fledged game if it's gonna, if it's actually Diablo Four Reign of Terror or if it's Diablo Reign of Terror and that's like a mobile game that's a, like a, a puzzle matchy thing or something uh, or you know if there was something else going on they they could have another free to play game on their service. Yeah.
0: Maybe it would be a fantasy-like style PvP arena game. I mean, I don't know. They could maybe do it with Diablo in the (laughs) world, but instead of it being Overwatch and a shooty arena, maybe it could be Diablo Reign of Terror with a fantasy arena. I'm just speculating. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, they've. um, Blizzard has taken all all their IPs and and done. They put them into the Heroes of Storm game, which is like uh, Dota, basically, if you know what Dota is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, it's like Dota. Um, and, and so you can play some of the Diablo characters in that as well as other, other franchises. So uh, characters from Starcraft or World of Warcraft and, and whatnot. And they even added some of the Overwatch characters recently. I was just thinking I was right with Overwatch being a Diablo or a Blizzard IP, right? Yeah. Okay, yep, cool. yep, it's it's definitely there. And then we have PlayStation having problems again. Uh, there is a there is an exploit where you can get some viral uh, PSN messages, and it can render your machine unusable. PlayStation is working on a uh, software update to fix that problem. But I guess there's all. if you look online, there's some sort of a workaround as well.
0: That's nice that there's a workaround. I do have to say, PSN, out of any gaming network, Steam included, anything like Battle.net, anything that you put out and hey, you had an account for and you played games with, I've gotten the most spam through that out of anything I've ever been on. Oh, yeah. It, it's ridiculous. Like, my Xbox never got spam on it. Maybe that's one good thing, Microsoft. Go you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I've ever really had that level of of spam like i've i remember seeing stuff on on uh playstation network where you get like just random people sending you one message and and never replying again or never sending anything else and it's not like you're friends with them or are friends with their friends or anything like that they're just random like bots yeah and it's bullshit
0: there's too many of them that want to talk to me and no real people who want to talk to me (laughs)
1: yeah and then and this might speak to the fact that you know Microsoft has the the PC background um with you know the operating system and everything so they probably have a bit of a bit more knowledge I would assume when it comes to stuff like that whereas you know Sony's built electronics and done a lot of that stuff but some of the software things aren't necessarily their forte and then next I don't know have you ever heard Gotham you know Gotham the, the show I've not seen Gotham but I know of Gotham okay yeah so Gotham if anybody doesn't know for some reason Gotham is essentially Bruce Wayne as a kid and and after his parents are killed and his life in Gotham being an orphan being raised by uh, Alfred and uh, the essentially the end of this current season I believe it was the end of the series it will be him leading up to him becoming batman and it's and that's it's that process so there's a similar thing going on and they're going to do uh, a show about Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, they've recently casted their Alfred, and it's Jack Bannon. And uh, he was in The Imitation Game. Don't really know him all that well, so I have nothing really to say. But I think it's kind of cool seeing Alfred being portrayed. That He has a lot of backstory in the comics and stuff, depending on when you're reading it. So he has all of his stories from him being in the wars and uh, being a soldier and stuff, and then him becoming a, a butler and, and working for the Waynes and... So, the, so there's plenty of story to, to pick and choose from and to make a, a interesting and entertaining show. And it's a 10-episode a show, right? 10-episode series, and it's going to be on epics. That
0: would be interesting. I could see there being a good amount of backstory to be able to fill in with Alfred. Because, I mean, he is his butler and Batman's butler. And how did he get to be there? And how did he get to be the most badass butler in the world? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like uh, Q for 007. How'd Q get to be Q? I'd love to see a fucking backstory to how Q got to be in his spot in M I seven, M I six, M I sixteen, M I six, whichever one out of those yeah. really doesn't exist. M 16s a fucking god. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I got that it wrong. It sounds
1: from it sounds
0: right. Yeah, it's M I six or M I seven, I think, and not Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah, someone might correct me on that someday. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not that good at that. But hands down, like Butler or Alfred is to Q as Batman is to 007. Okay. Man, who would win in like a face off, Alfred or Q? Um, i to say Q for now.
1: Maybe this show would change my mind. I would probably say Alfred, uh, just because I haven't seen Q in action ever. He's never in action, but he's got all those gadgets does he need to be in action? Does he have any gadgets I and
0: mean, he's usually the one he, giving the orders. No, Q so Q, Q creates the gadgets, M gives the orders.
1: Oh, okay. Because I I don't because Alfred doesn't necessarily well I guess in some cases he does build some of the gadgets I don't fuck I'm not he was a gadget keeper in like yeah
0: the Dark series or the uh, Dark yeah Dark
1: Knight series yeah as I know he 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 helped work on stuff some stuff but like. I equate most of the, the gadget building to, to Bruce, but I, I'm not the most knowledgeable Batman person. So speaking of Batman though, um this was this is a few weeks old. It's called the DC Black series, I think that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. They've tried doing various things where they can do more mature stuff and, and the Batman comic that was released through the Black series mm-hmm. showed off the Bat penis. The Bat Penis. <laughs> Who <laughs> wanted to appar- see the Bat Penis? Apparently, Bruce Wayne's dick is in the comic. And it became a huge up- uproar. And then they removed it in, in, like, next... like When it's been reissued and stuff. And if you go and do, like, the digital download, it wouldn't be in there. Like, uh, through through the DC app. Like, if you were to do it, do it like a that type of a deal i
0: mean i don't know so, maybe so. The, the comic book fangirls like to see some penis
1: hey man I'm i sure. mean we could see a lot of tits so maybe they like right. to see some penis i right. can't
0: hate on them wanting to see it if we like to see tits. so right i'm a equal opportunist there
1: <laughs> yeah, it became a whole thing and like the dc's come out, oh we're super embarrassed by that if you were really embarrassed would you have actually published it with the his dick showing
0: i mean it, <laughs> it's probably it's one of those publicity moves and oh yeah
1: kind of to see
0: like is the community maybe ready for equal opportunity of nudity in comics i don't know
1: it was a weird little thing i just i saw that when we were were talking about
0: dick was a weird little thing
1: i don't know i haven't actually seen that i have no interest in seeing it (laughs) i'm not really interested in batman
0: (laughs) understandable you're not gonna go out of your way to see batman's dick no
1: no, I won't. We um, only
0: report on uh, Luigi Dick here, not Batman. Yeah, yeah,
1: only only Luigi Dick. I will, I will let you know about the Luigi Dick because I care about Mario Brothers. Um, <laughs> I don't care about Batman, so I will not, I will not tell you how big Batman's dick is. <laughs> uh, for people who
0: haven't uh, been around, it's not an inside joke. That's in one of our first podcasts. Yes, FYI.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a, it was after Mario Tennis was announced, and people used pixel math. To figure out how big luigi's, n- dick, Li- luigi's dick is but also how every big body. other other characters are uh like how long how big uh, mario's mustache is and a whole bunch of other things someone who might care about batman's dick though is kevin smith he's a, a notable geek yeah he's a notable comic book geek oh he, yes well i mean every geek he's just oh anything a lot of a lot of things geekery if it's fantasy and comic books i mean the man owns a comic book shop he has been on all kinds of DC and Marvel related things, and if there's anything comic book related, he's probably been interviewed. He had a comic book men show on AMC. I actually watched that. I love that. I'm sad that it's been canceled. And I mean, he has pop figures. Uh, he survived a heart attack recently, and he is now under 200 pounds, which is the lightest he's been in years damn is he like a geek a demigod or something he might he might be he, uh, he's vegan now he <laughs> he had a so he had a heart attack if you want to hear him tell it which is probably better than anything i'll ever tell you but if you want to hear him tell it go to listen to uh some of the smodcasts around that time it's fucking hilarious but he was, he was trying to do a comedy special and the way comedy specials go you generally do multiple shows and they cut them together to for like best reactions to the different jokes so he was doing the first set And then he wasn't feeling good and it just, he wasn't feeling, feeling right. I I don't remember how he exactly explains it, but he was like, you know, he just needed to sit down or whatever. And so he said, no, it wasn't going well. He was looking flushed. He smokes a lot of pot. So he had already blazed up. He was just thinking he smoked way too much pot is what he was thinking. Uh, So he was actually really calm, but he was having a massive heart attack. He
0: probably Uh, could have smoked that weed.
1: That's essentially, that's what a doctor ends up telling him. Wow, (laughs) Wow. Because... Because had he had freaked out, his blood pressure would have rised, it would have increased the pro- it would have compounded on the, the the heart attack he was having, which is a blockage in I forget which artery, but it's the major artery. Um, it's it's the the widow maker is what it's dubbed. I mean, this is the heart attack. If you have it, this is what his dad died of. Um, and if you have it, chances are you're gonna die. Uh, but he, he was, smoked a shit ton of pot. He was super calm and he survives it. He goes through all this, all the surgeries and stuff and whatnot. But afterwards, you know, he had to make changes. Doesn't have to cut back on the pot smoking. Needed to cut back on everything else. So he joined his daughter and his wife in becoming a vegan. They had been joking, messing with him for a while. And he was like, nope, not giving this up, not giving this up. And now he does. So he's a vegan now. And that's why. Interesting. Huge Kevin Smith, Smith fan. He's awesome. Clerks is great. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob are great. Super excited that he's he's working on the Jay and Silent Bob sequel uh, slash reboot thing. It's, it's... I don't know. But yeah, so he survived and he's been going through all this other stuff. But he was heading to Vancouver to... I think probably finished shooting Supergirl. Supergirl. Uh, he does. He does. Usually does like one episode, at least one episode season for Supergirl and for Flash. And uh, I know Supergirl shoots in Vancouver. I think maybe Flash does as well. But so he was heading to Vancouver. He was in in, in Chicago. He had a layover in Chicago and then he would end up in, in Vancouver. And his favorite place is Veggie Grill. And he was trying to figure out if he could make it on his 95 minute layover in Chicago to go down to, the, I guess, a loop or whatever, wherever that is in Chicago to get Veggie Grill and then come back. Uh, everyone was telling him there's no way you'll make it there and back. So he puts out essentially an, a response of like, Hey, man, if someone wants to bring me Veggie Grill, I'll pay you $200 for it. <laughs> and this guy, Alex Smith, takes him up on the offer. He he uh, essentially goes, you know, I got nothing else going on. If you t- If you send me your order, I'll put pants on and go get it plus i could use the money <laughs> man so, so he he goes to the veggie girl. kevin smith has talked about this place a few times so he people like if you've listened to his podcast you probably can guess his order kevin smith sends the the order but it it doesn't make it to the guy at first so he's at the the place and he's like i'm ready to just order one of everything i don't know what he what he wants and the the manager there goes oh i've listened to his podcast i can take a guess of what he wants so they guess everything except for the nachos that's pretty good and it was like it ended up being like 50 bucks worth of food almost and then he makes it over makes it in time gives it to kevin smith and he got his 200 bucks and a photograph and a little instagram twitter story thing or whatever really cool story uh it's you know, Kevin Smith is a really awesome guy. And to see, you know, I mean, his fans are, are ecstatic about him. And if you, if you get a chance to listen to this podcast, you can, you can experience that. Or uh, Fat Man Beyond, formerly uh, Fat Man on Batman. Those are a couple of his podcasts. He has a few of them. But as I say, you, you can get the, uh, the zeal that, that some of his fans have for him and the stuff that he, con- he he creates
0: that would be fun i don't know i'd be one of those dudes like if i had nothing to do i'd go on that fucking mission to go get kevin smith's <laughs> grill because i ain't got shit to do
1: <laughs> right well it's like people were like keeping posted to the to kevin smith's page and like following <laughs> this this whole thing to see is it gonna happen is he gonna make it what's going on
0: i wonder if it was just literally only one person who offered or if that one I, person offer, he's like, guys, don't... No, you guys don't need to get it for me.
1: I, I think... I'm sure there's probably more than one offer, but he may have been one of the first people to pick up on it and be like, dude, I'll, I'll do it. Sure. I'll do it.
0: <laughs> what would suck, though, if you were Kevin Smith and someone told you they would
1: do it and they never actually did? So I mean, at the same point. time, it's like... It, it you, wouldn't you, matter. Yeah, you deal yeah, with
0: it. But... Yeah, he's, he's obviously he, not because at that point it, he wasn't gonna. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. gonna be able
1: to get it himself, so it wouldn't make that
0: much of a difference. But it would just suck. I'm so excited. The dude's actually gonna do it for me. I'm gonna pay him. <laughs> yeah, he'll get a picture. It'll be good. That's the type of shit I do as a celebrity. Like help out a fan, help out you. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean it's I I think uh, other things like this have happened before with other people but I can't think of them off the top of my head it sounds like it, it sounds familiar like it's happened before but I, I just I can't pinpoint it but yeah i, just, I thought that was a really cool it was a random story I came across today and amongst some of the stuff that I had added last minute oh uh, this was something I didn't I added last minute but I added this like last week so last week the uh announcements for nominations for the rock and roll hall of Fame uh came out so this is just the nomination so you, there's still a couple of voting processes mm-hmm. that have to go through you can go to the rock rock and roll hall of fame website and actually vote yourself because there is a fan vote for it but there's also then like the committees and stuff have a vote as well so here are people on the ballot you have def leopard rage against the machine uh you have devo janet jackson john pine Kraftwerk, work cool j mr cool j Radiohead, uh, Roxy Music, uh, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks, yes, The Cure, which I thought was already there. To be straight, away. I I think they've been nominated a couple. Yeah. So some, some of these guys have been I mean, nominated I a few times. The and the Cure
0: with the police. Sorry, I just realized okay. that. I don't know why I do that, but I always confuse the Cure with the police. I don't. Are they similar? Not really. Yeah, I don't think they are. That's why. Like I'm maybe right. s- maybe
1: similar in time frame, but yeah. I don't think they're similar in in style. That's uh, me just being stupid. So uh, to round that out, you still you also have. Todd Rundgren, Rufus, and Chakra Khan, and The Zombies. Some of those are first-time nominees, like Rage Against the Machine. Some of them have been nominated a few different times. Yeah. I guess let's start with who's there. Yeah, I think Rage Against the Machine would be pretty... pretty. Uh... So I, I have mixed feelings about that one, actually. Like I'm, I'm a big fan. By all means, I'm a big fan. Mixed feelings about that. It is their first time being nominated. I don't necessarily expect them to get in. I would like for them to get in at some point. So... If you talk to like Tom Morello, if you listen to any of his interviews, he has said a couple different times like his short stint with Audio Slave, uh, which was him and uh, Chris Cornell and I think it might have been some of the other people from Rage Against the Machine. But, you know, that super group made more original music than they ever made with Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Because Rage Against the Machine had so many just covers. They had some original music, but they also had a lot of covers. Rage Against the Machine is a very influential band. I guarantee you influenced... A number of people who are going to be coming up in in the scene and they had a very strong political stance like there was so much to them that makes me feel like they should be and i feel like they are definitely they should be a part of the rock and metal uh, lexicon as far as explaining where things have been and where things are going and and, and what they were as far as like uh, that gap stop and you know how that's influenced other people in expressing their political views in music or in their, their shows and stuff. And so I feel like they belong, but at the same time, I feel like right now, I, I don't, I don't think this particular year would be the year that they should get it, I guess, uh, overall, because I just, I, I feel like they haven't quite, it hasn't. Uh, fermented enough, I guess? I don't know. It
0: hasn't made it yet. Yeah. I don't know, because I I agree that they should definitely be in there, because they're not the first rock rap group, definitely, and they're not the first rock rap group to have made it into the Hall of Fame or be nominated for the Hall of Fame, because, I mean, you got the Beastie Boys in there. It's one of those things. They did paved the way for some of the more modern rock rap type stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of the let's talk about politics right here right now in our music and right a lot of it's like allegoried. it's not like straight up this is what is wrong with the world but it speaks to a lot of what is wrong with the world through what they say the stories or the random rapping that uh what's his name dreaded guy never remember his name dreaded guy did he have dreads he just had weird hair maybe the rapper from ray the machine yeah front man i never remember his goddamn name oh fucking zach something give me a second here. yeah that dude and uh he uh he brought a lot of lyrical things to rock in that way i I guess you could say i mean there was more political bands before that but they really hit the scene in the 90s and they they changed things them and tool when they were doing their tours back in the 90s like that that would have been a pretty fucking powerful show to go
1: see Zach De La Rocha. That's what it is. That, that, like, I knew it was Zach. Yeah. I couldn't... <laughs> De La Rocha. Yeah,
0: maybe he doesn't have dreads. He just has weird, he, like, curly, poppy hair. He may have had dreads at one point, but
1: I think it was mostly curly, poppy hair. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing them get in. It's cool. No,
1: I, I, I appreciate them. Yeah. I, d- I definitely think that they should be in at some point. Um, I just... I For some reason, I don't feel like it really fits right now i mean although due to the political nature of everything that's going on it probably fits more than ever and i have to say like i do like rap and whatnot but
0: it's always weird when they add like straight up rappers like ll cool j into the mix <laughs> it is well it's, it's weird when
1: you see it like that and and i understand it's i it is a diversion off of what rock was back in the day right completely yeah it was like and then some of the, the the pop singers and stuff that i don't consider them rock but pop really isn't a genre it's a a selling yeah <laughs> like you you sell so much you become part of pop music mm-hmm. like you can be a rock man that sells enough that you are part of pop music so it's like when at some point i'm sure justin timberlake will become part of the rock and roll hall of fame i don't and i it. don't consider him rock but it, he is it, it, it unfortunately unfortunately fortunately i don't know it, it is part of that because what the the style of music is yeah
0: because I'm like I'm sure it's gonna eventually leak into the experimental EDM like the EDM artists who play guitar and whatnot mm-hmm. they're gonna end up making it into the rock and roll Hall of Fame I assume I, yeah, I imagine they're playing some, guitar and I, whatnot but they're just feeding different sounds through that guitar right. and out
1: to the speakers right I know at one point they were really trying for a hip hop Hall of Fame Hall of Fame or hip hop honors really or something like that oh, they definitely should if if they don't they definitely should I remember on VH1 it was like hip hop honors they were doing uh, once a year which was essentially just you know, the same thing but for hip hop in some ways it almost makes sense to have the separate hall of fames for separate things Mm -hmm. but at some point you have you end up having an abundance of yeah you'll have an abundance
0: but yeah like you wouldn't put a jazz musician in the rock and roll hall of fame you'd put blues musicians but not like just straight up jazz i don't believe and i don't know things like that i i I definitely feel like there should be a little bit broader of a a awarding system like i know bet does their bet music awards but there's no hip-hop hall of fame which i think could actually be really profitable if someone could open up an organization with like all the hip-hop memorabilia and whatnot like get some of the tupac stuff get some of the biggie stuff people would be flocking to that bitch oh i'm
1: sure i'm sure as long as you put it in a a, the relevant area
0: yeah, and I I, even if it's a not relevant area, I think there'd still be a bunch of people going to check it out.
1: Yeah, I, I can't imagine it doing well. Houston, in Houston, Texas. Yeah, or, <laughs> like Kansas City. Yeah, or like uh, not Kansas City, but like uh, like just middle of nowhere, Kansas. Yeah, put it in the middle of Nebraska, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I definitely can see it being profitable. Uh, I, I, I can I very much see that. All right, we need to get some uh, funding money. Yeah, we right need now. we need about two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, oh,
0: I think we need more than two million. Right, I'm looking
1: for like a starter. Okay, <laughs> two million for a starter seems like. A reasonable amount
0: Any investors out there Want (laughs) to invest in The Hip Hop Hall of Fame Come to us right now Geeks with issues
1: Because he Hello, cool Jay You know I kind of agree I mean it'd be cool To see him in there We we have Beastie Boys And stuff in there too So there are rap You Mm -hmm. know rap artists And whatnot in there I don't know Kraft back and cheese Very well (laughs) Craftwork, <laughs> sure. I I don't know them that well. Um, Devo, I mean, they had their hits. I don't know. I mean, yeah, sure. Um, I forgot about them, to be honest. <laughs> right. Uh, Fleetwood Mac was is already in the Hall of Fame, so Stevie Nicks is in there once. She could make it in there a second time. Uh, the Cure, Radiohead are both bands that I think would be great in the Hall of Fame and should probably be in the Hall of Fame. And then I feel like Rufus and Chaka Khan are nominated like every year. and I just don't know who those are. That's a, be a f- they're a funk band, they're a funk group. I don't. Oh shit, I might need to check them out. Uh, they're, yeah, they're, they've been around, I mean, they're, they're, I like me some funk. Now, 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 now. Yeah, and say, I would say, look, I, you would, I guarantee you, you would know some, and I'm not sure who the zombies are.
0: I'm sure my dad's played
1: some too. Right, that's the thing, it's like one of those things, I, I could probably find a song that I know, but I, it's just not resonating with me right now. Yeah, my dad's big into the British invasion, yeah, British invasion scene. Okay. And I'm sure I've heard the zombies at some point. <laughs> Fair enough. The list that they give as far as people who weren't uh, nominated who could be nominated. So in order to be nominated, you have to be relevant for the last like 25 years is about what it is. So after being around for 25 years and, and having a certain bit of relevancy, you can be nominated. And then after that, you're, you know, it, it kind of carries over. So, I mean, so on the list, I mean, you know, you don't have a Jane's Addiction. You don't have Jane's Addiction. You don't have Nine Inch Nails. I mean, on here, they name... New York Dolls, Bad Brains, Black Flag, Ice t Hole, Faith No More, Soundgarden, Primus, Smashing Pumpkins, and Allison Chains. Oh, Primus. That'd be great. That'd be great in the Hall of Fame. I love Primus. I'm not, I know Primus. I don't know if, if right now they would have, if they have, I mean, obviously they're not nominated, so I guess they don't. But I, in my head, I don't know that they have what's necessarily needed at this point in time for Primus to be in the, the Hall of Fame. Um, but I could definitely see them making it in the future because they're still making music. They're still putting stuff out. Oh, yeah, um, what's the guy from Primus? He did uh, stuff with uh well, the, Primus did the South Park. Uh, theme song if you were oh I didn't even know that yep Yeah,
0: I can't think of the guy's name from Primus He, he the guitarist and whatnot he, he's great and he and, played with uh, John Lennon's son and did a, okay. a tour Um, something in Lennon and they, they did a tour and it okay. was really good music I enjoyed it a lot I just wasn't able to get to the show
1: mm-hmm. once I know Primus has worked with Ozzy there's a couple of uh, the Ozzy songs that, that end up being mixed with Primus and they, they did them and stuff so they're definitely a, a strong band, and I, I like I said, I feel like they should be in there. I just I think probably need to put out a few more records and and cement that. um Soundgarden doesn't doesn't super surprise me that Soundgarden isn't on there, being that Chris Cornell died in his overdose and not wanting to promote that particular stereotype of the rock star. Like I yeah. I get it. I would hope that at some point we get far enough away from that that Soundgarden does make it in because I feel Hendrix like is there right. Well, there's plenty of them that are in yeah. there. Um, it's just when when we had that rash of suicides and overdoses with Zach Wild, Wy- um, not Zach Weiland, um, Stone Temple Pilots, right? Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland. Thank you. I was like, I think you're thinking of Scott or Zach Wild. Yeah, Scott 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 Weiland, Chester, and Chris Cornell. You know, the, all with we had that rash of all of that going on. It was a big point of like, yeah, it's it's one thing to idolize them for their for their art, but their lives weren't necessarily what you think they were, and you don't want to follow that same path and whatnot and so not wanting to promote those stereotypes i understand and i again i hope that we move past that and eventually you see someone like soundgarden making it into the rock and roll hall of fame because i think chris cornell belongs in there but I mean, there's the man put out so much great music and so many different bands that i can't imagine him not being a part of the rock and roll hall of fame
0: yeah i agree and that and to that point i could say one day i do believe that lincoln park is going to make it into the rock and roll hall of, hall yeah. of fame so it, it's one of those things There's probably no denying That these bands Will make it there But yeah There is some controversy In the modern light And I mean I know Linkin Park's Not anywhere near old enough To even be admitted To the Roll Hall, right. Hall of Fame yet.
1: Uh, One of the other Big surprises for me Would be like Judas Priest And Iron Maiden um, And Motorhead Oh, and, damn! I didn't realize Slayer and, and Pantera were also ones that who could be in there who didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, those are all bands that very well should be in there. You know, Slayer just rapped. We've lost two of the members of Pantera at this point. Iron Maiden has done their farewell tour. Judas Priest is still around. They're putting out music. I mean, those are all very important bands in, in, in the the, rock. In the heavy rock yeah. scene. Yeah, for sure.
0: I might not be that big of a fan of Slayer, but yeah, they're,
1: they're a big heavy metal band that is very noteworthy. Oh, yeah. And they've definitely had big influences on a lot of different bands, so. But anything else you want to talk about for the Rock nothing call? I can think of for okay. the Hall of the Rock. All right. Well, I say so if you guys are interested in anything, be sure to get out there and make your vote be heard. Uh, also, speaking of votes, uh, elections will be coming up. Um, be sure to register and make your vote be heard for any changes you want to see in the country. Exactly. Uh, this is a prize. This is the. Uh, primary uh midterms that's what i was looking for midterm i primary
0: is wrong we're not voting for who needs to be in the running for the president
1: wrong there but this is midterms and uh you can make your voice be heard in your state for your uh elected officials and policies so be sure to get out there and vote um uh, register first because that's what's going on right now and then when it comes time to vote
0: exactly get out there and vote if you don't vote you have no say in um, any of the things that were on that ballot, you can talk about politics and whatnot if you want to, but no one's going to count you as a valid saying anything because you are part of the problem. Right. And um, it's not just the big elections. Don't wait for the primaries like I mistook these for, or the <laughs> uh, presidential election. You need to go out there and you need to do the smallest of the votes in your community. If you want to see things change, you got to change it from the bottom up. Right. Sometimes you got to pull out the bricks from underneath the uh, Jenga tower to see it fall until you can rebuild it again in one piece. Yep. Uh, That's probably a bad analogy, but there pro- I went with it.
1: Yeah, you went. I, I'm going to let it go because I wasn't going <laughs> to try and dive into that one. But yeah, no, definitely do that. I mean, there's been all kinds of crazy shit going on uh, in the world, in the country. Like I said earlier, some of the stuff we haven't talked about um, just because I I wasn't sure how to, uh, I guess, cohesively communicate it. But I mean, we've, we've had the from the craziness of Banksy to the craziness of Bre- the Brett Kavanaugh um, justice election and stuff that i just went through um and while well, banksy is a artist bansky. and a performer and, yeah, <laughs> and i forgot and about that honestly that did come out yeah. last week yep epic uh, so i would say we can let's start there um as far as the, the crazy stuff going on in the world right yeah now. bansky he's uh banksy i always thought it was I, I i keep hearing banksy
0: because uh, I watched a uh, documentary on it. I, I swear it was Banski when I watched. Okay, I don't know. Because Banski means a uh, proper A in the middle of it, and I don't think there's any uh, E's or anything that elevates that A to a proper
1: A. No, I, a ju- I think a. I think it's because it's spelled like bank. So bank ski. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I just that's what I've been hearing. So that's what I was going. Yeah, so um, maybe I'm wrong. I think I'd... it's the documentary.
0: Uh, Leave through the gift shop. Really good on Netflix, and has uh, some Bansky stuff in there, or Banksy, or however you say it. And, um... He's an artist. You probably shouldn't say it right anyway because that's the type of shit he wants. He doesn't want to be the well-known, well, prominent artist. He's kind of the guy in the he, shadows doing his art. He's, he's like he tagging. or
1: many of them. I, yeah. I've heard that it potentially is a, collect- exactly. a collective. It could be a legion.
0: Yeah. Um, there is no definitive who this is or what this is. And it started with like just tagging art on mm-hmm. walls of things and whatnot. And then these art exhibits, I guess, started showing up and things like that. But a Bansky Bansky a uh, piece of art went on sale at an auction and as soon as it sold for
1: 1.2 million i think it was Yeah, as
0: soon as it sold for 1.2 million and the hammer dropped or whatever happens it shredded itself yeah and the auctioner came out like yeah we've never had this happen before we're not sure exactly what to do <laughs> so
1: so uh, i guess from what i what i've heard uh, as far as the reason he did it was because uh, he never want, never intended for his stuff to be sold at auction like that. Exactly, and so that's why he he, had, he apparently set that up. I put quotes around that. Um, set that set this up to shred. What if that were ever to happen? This painting was done in like two thousand four or two thousand two or something like that. It's, it's an older painting by him. Oh, or so that. it wasn't like modified prior to this. That, but that's the thing. So like like how long was that shredder sitting in this in this know. thing? And, and like how like that had that had to have been set up rather recently i would i would so. assume that's what i was assuming he um, somehow got a hold of it or yeah did whatever that's with that's it. The only thing i can figure so it, but they kept saying it was like the original framing or something is what i had heard and that's where it doesn't really make sense it doesn't add up in that regard yeah i didn't um, have a chance to look into it too much now i need to but he yeah but so he sets it up because it doesn't he doesn't want it to be sold like that oddly enough because that happened it went from like 1.2 million to being worth like Two point four million, or like doubles in price. And that's exactly what happens because it's our performance piece, and it's the only known performance piece by him. True, or that them. is very true. So he he in it he inadvertently or ironically increased the value of what he thought because it, it stops halfway through, so it's not completely destroyed. It stops halfway through shredding, and it increases the value of it
0: that's uh, that's our fucking society nowadays oh it was interesting no one else has done it let me give you more money for
1: it it's it's just it's just the fact that he hadn't done that before i mean if he if that were to happen to more of his stuff i guess the originality of that wouldn't would would stop carrying the money yeah uh, other than the fact that that one was is the first so it would it would hold the value as being the first but yeah it's it's a weird concept i don't know what i'll say about that other than it, that uh, that's all the stuff that i really know about that one
0: yeah they, i'll have to look into it a little bit more i just know that it shredded and i thought yeah. it was
1: epic yeah no it's it, it's a cool little thing to do it was interesting because Banksy or Banksy or whatever uh isn't you know out there publicly doing things like uh announcing things and stuff or doing interviews or whatever you, you'll never really get the full details details yeah you know it just won't happen but yeah so you had that uh the brett kavanaugh he's is now a supreme justice and that yep. whole fiasco and and craziness that went on yeah there were things on both sides of that fence and
0: that's why i won't even get touched into it what happened happened i like beer,
1: <laughs> I, yeah. had beer. I like beer i've had some beers <laughs> i have beers with my friends yeah yeah or, or the boofing <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i forgot about the boofing that was epic but what is boofing it's flatulence. <laughs> I guess he's probably not completely wrong.
0: <laughs> not completely wrong. That happens after you, Boof. I'm sure. I've have n- never put anything. I ma- up as I part. imagine,
1: if you put something up there like that, it you'd have some air that would come out. So I assume oh, well, there would be some flatulence. Something's gonna probably want to come out. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's all kinds of craziness with that. And again, that's there's a potential when uh, with the voting stuff we were talking about just a little bit ago that that he could be removed from that position. Uh, and again, that that comes down to what the, the Uh, politicians do after they're elected or how many are elected how many changes end up end up happening
0: yeah let's hope that we could get all this election process and things cleared up like i don't know it it sucks for women to not want to come out i understand why they don't want to come out when things like that happens but sometimes it's better if people are like going up through power that you get it out sooner than rather than later and be accused of hey you're only doing this because he's now going to be a supreme court justice Things like that, and it, it just there's too much back and forth on it to really comment on, and for me to feel morally right either way.
1: That's fair. I, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. If we're not going to get into it, I, there's no point of. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I can
0: just say also, like me as having had a past, I would like, like, yeah, after the past passed up so many years, can it just be gone?
1: I I agree, but if it hasn't been brought up before. brought up before, yeah. like this is the first time it's being brought up, so at least publicly or. In, in any type of um, judicial format, format uh, we'll call it. I mean, he's not being charged, but I mean, yeah. it, it, it wasn't even necessarily her intention for him to be charged. But it was uh, the idea of putting someone in power who has had those issues and and what that means. And again, I, I agree that it's it's difficult for, for women to come out uh, immediately after it happens or even even even, even the guy's even the guys who are affected by that oh, yeah, same same deal i mean it, it's you know when it happens it's hard to to do that especially depending on on the power structure of, of the people that are involved and and when you do have the courage to finally come out it's could be 30 years later and, and it it unfortunately will damage the credibility of what you're saying and and it's it's difficult uh something I, something definitely happened to her uh, obviously not being there it's you can't say that it, it, he did it i think it's my personal opinion is very likely that he did it. Yeah, I believe he probably did, um, too. I definitely believe believe her over some... Like, so, she came out, uh, Ford came out, was the first one, and then there were some other sub- subsequent ones. I definitely believe her more than any uh, any of the other uh, things that I, I have heard. But even some of his friends have said things that, like, no, he probably shouldn't be that. You know, like, uh, so, he's not... He, he probably isn't fit for that particular position but uh yeah i don't believe him, so. yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah anybody even that like you're questioning you have to go on this hunk of a debate about like let's just go to the next best person please yeah so let's try like, someone else yeah yeah like there's too much cloud in
1: this fucking jar here and let's <laughs> let's
0: see if we can see clear through this one oh yeah you look like a pretty good guy yeah. get up here yeah
1: and, and then swing back to your original point yeah. of you having a past and and going through a judicial process and and dealing with things like that. Once once there's a conviction or there's something that happens, I feel like there should be a potential to move forward. Uh, As long as it's been acknowledged and it's been worked on. Now, if you start ignoring your alcoholism, what happens? Oh, yeah, I just go right back to where I left off at. Exactly. And that's kind of the point. If this were to have been acknowledged in one of his previous moves up in the ranks of the, the judicial system i would say yes it's his past we've talked about this before and and, and maybe there is a that chance we can move forward but being that it was now and it was the first time that it was brought up that's it but I, I definitely do agree with you in the terms of like oh, yeah. can the past be the past at some point exactly and i mean like uh, we talked about the james gunn stuff that was we were 10 years old he had actually had conversations about them previously this it wasn't even the first time they'd come up but they came up again at it cost him his job exactly so
0: yeah and like yeah the past is always going to to be there, and that's why, like, I just let everybody know, like, what where things are with me and whatnot. But it just sucks sometimes when everybody's like, Whoa, well, well, you just drive drunk. No, I don't do that anymore,
1: right? Yeah, so I, I don't really have anything else to say because uh, it just it gets real muddy trying to dive further into that. Oh, yeah, whole that thing. whole disaster area. This isn't any clearer of a, of a situation, but it's much shittier situation. Um, so Jamal, I'm gonna murder this. So Jamal. Kashagi um, is was originally from Saudi Arabia he is a journalist who works for worked for the Washington Post um he was in Turkey and he was getting married so he needed paperwork and so he went to the Saudi consulate to get his paperwork so he could get married he went in and he never came out um you're not allowed phones and stuff in there so he had handed his phone off uh Turks say that they have proof, um, video and uh, I believe video and audio proof him being killed and dismembered while being there. You know, he was being interrogated, and when he was in Saudi Arabia, he had worked for I believe the prince and advising him, but had had left, and he was he speaking was- out against. Yeah, he was actually
0: exiled and why he was living in Washington previously and how he got the job with the Washington Post. Uh, From what I'm reading, this is per the Independent, um, a UK publisher. Him and Saudi Arabia were on bad terms. Apparently, when people in Saudi Arabia were standing by the Qatar who had ties to terrorism and whatnot, he was speaking out against them. So him and the Saudi Arabian government seemed to have a little bit of a rocky history.
1: Right. And so yeah, that that history and, and his uh, him speaking out against the government uh, essentially what people think caused his death, being that he worked for the Washington Post and it makes him an, uh, you know, a jour- journalist for an American publication. Uh, I, I guess he was a columnist, not a jur- journalist or something like that. There's, I guess, a difference. I don't I'm not in the field, so I don't know. So a lot of people are, are crying out for the government to do the, the U.S. government to do something to step in. Saudi Arabia buys a lot of stuff, and they have oil, uh, and they buy a lot of stuff, and it's a lot of money that comes in. And this is, and, and I'm not even, not even Donald Trump, but there have been other presidents because I was listening to newscasts. I want to say Ronald Reagan, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Uh, but there there have been other presidents who have had issues with with Saudi Arabia. And they just kind of brush it off. Um, One of the British prime ministers did something similar where they stopped investigation because Saudi Arabia would have pulled out of a deal and it would have cost a lot of money. So I'm not going to berate Trump on what he's doing or not doing. I mean, there are other questionable things like Saudi Arabia has, I guess, made remarks of offering him real estate in the country. I have heard. uh, And things like that. So there are a lot of questionable things there. It's not even like, again, this isn't something that Trump is the only one who's done it. Others have done it. Yeah. And there needs to be hopefully if more evidence comes out and becomes public, you know, maybe the U.S. government will actually do step in and do something but unfortunately when money is involved and oil is involved. Yeah, because
0: uh, yeah. Trump talked to the Saudi Arabian mm-hmm. king apparently and what Trump apparently reported was that their discussion led to the belief that there were rogue killers who got this guy yeah um who knows there's there's an investigation going on but yeah and when we're already in this tariff war currently going on it it just china yeah adds to the problem because i i forgot to even bring it up during the linux fest talk but the guy in the networking portion of the talk at linux fest brought up oh yeah by the way um i don't know if any of you know but our company we're a network company you're going to be seeing this around industry but you're going to have to add three percent on all hardware because of the tariffs mm-hmm. and a guy in there was like what who's doing that and guy
1: <laughs> talking uh was just like who do you think's doing that sir <laughs> right yeah i mean we're i mean yeah, even at my job uh we buy a lot of steel and steel a lot aluminum. of that yep a lot of that stuff is going to be going up in price because of, because of this So a lot of our prices will be be seeing a hike at, at my job uh, and that's an automotive thing <laughs> yeah network equipment's going up 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 Yep, but yeah. So this is a bad situation that uh, may only get worse. It's something I've been. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of news podcasts and stuff, so I am hearing plenty about it. Uh, and and that's part of the reason I put it on here today it was just because I had gotten a little bit more information listening to some some of that stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's a crazy situation. It's it's so outlandish that it's it's hard to believe that it wouldn't be true at this point. It's like why would you go to that 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 level in a, of an extreme of like a kill squad squad coming in like 12 hours before and At the comp he was sport, yeah, waiting yeah, for him. Yeah and they he goes in he doesn't come out and he got hacked up and they removed him you know that way like it's It's just crazy. It's it's so crazy and that's and that's the world we live in.
0: <laughs> yeah because apparently his uh fiance was sitting outside waiting for him to come out to the car Yep. he just never came out. Yep. Crazy crazy world and yeah it, I mean it's hard to believe but you got to believe it. But you know what's not hard to believe? Because we all knew it was coming one day. Facebook had been to 30 million profiles being compromised. And uh, this was all due to a little hack that has actually been in the code since July of 2017 that wasn't realized until earlier this year, around September. But there was a Facebook vulnerability that allowed you to to take advantage of... uh, the view as feature on for Facebook profiles which is uh, really interesting i don't know exactly how it works this is coming from the wired.com uh, but pretty much there was a vulnerability with the view as portion of Facebook and some uh, programmers, some hackers were able to get out there and create automated bots and scripts to go out there and just start pulling data and pulling data and pulling data. And it looks like 30 million profiles were compromised. So you might want to go change your Facebook profile, uh, password, maybe. Just make sure it's a little bit more secure. Um, I don't know that Facebook yet has two-factor authentication, but I really think they should probably move towards two-factor authentication since you're going to be using uh, your device, even if it's logging in on your phone and having your phone send you a text message to verify you're allowed to log in from this new device something like that it, it should probably start moving towards that type of deal I know with the newest Assassin's Creed Assassin's Creed Odyssey you play the Ubisoft game service offers two-factor authentication like everybody's moving towards two-factor authentication oh. for gaming and you all play? that stuff yeah you play our social media probably should use it too because that's even more important information than our gaming information be oh, yeah. straight honest I
1: say sometimes Steam uses I think uses a two-factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say Blizzard has used the two-factor. Blizzard factor. definitely does. I know and uh, some of. The, I know, like Blizzard, you can actually buy a key, like a a thumb drive yeah, key. RSA
0: keys, and that, that's the most secure way of having an RSA key that you have to type in that random digit every time that you want to log not, in.
1: I want to say google is gonna start selling their keys Uh oh interesting the ones that they actually use for for in-house yeah because i I use
0: uh two-factor authentication for my google because yeah i got a lot of fucking information in google i don't need anybody stealing that shit but yeah it's one of those things we should have known it's coming it's facebook everybody's targeting them it's probably not the first. It's probably not
1: going to be the last. Right. Well, I think was it the Google Plus service that just also announced that they had some compromised accounts. I'm not accounts? Yeah. I mean, Although they're also closing down Google Plus because like five people use it. Exactly. <laughs> I, I tried to move um, to it back back in the day. It didn't work. They had a bunch of... Uh, from what I read, that, I remember hearing that they had uh, a number of accounts compromised. And then I also heard that around the same time that they were going to be just closing it down. I mean, it really
0: does suck to be such a big company because everybody's going to try to get in every single way they can and they're oh, going yeah. through every single piece of your code and right. you're gonna have vulnerabilities I, I hope everybody who uses the internet realizes that you are gonna have some information stolen one day somehow oh yeah uh there is no foolproof way to keep all your data safe when it's out there in the cloud the cloud is just someone else's computer
1: yeah i i, I imagine that at some point in the probably probably the, the nearer future than what we might think we will see like you through your job you know, you're offered health benefits. I feel like part of your benefits will be a, a cyber benefit. Um, a, a, cause I mean, there are companies out there you can pay for, you know, protecting your, your stuff via the internet. I mean, uh, Discover offers a free thing if you're a Discover member and, and whatnot. So some of those are already being offered through banks and whatnot. But I imagine that we'll start seeing more coverage through, everything yeah i actually
0: have identity theft, uh, identity theft insurance uh provided to me through my uh work i mean okay. i have to pay it's a supplemental insurance right i i, I assume but it'd be along the lines age, of i feel okay paying a couple of dollars a paycheck right. for that security insurance of i am covered
1: and if someone does get all my information <laughs> and steals all my money right and i assume it would, it would work like that it'd just be like your health benefits you pay x amount out of your paycheck for it or if you have a life and life plan insurance through your job you pay x amount through your your ins- insurance through it. I assume it would work something along those lines. I just imagine that it, it's probably like you being a, in the tech industry, it's kind of like, oh yeah, we're going to do that. But I, I imagine at some point it'll be law that across the board jobs will have to offer that as part of the benefits package. That'd be nice. It would be nice. Um, nah, I just, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I would not blame anybody for signing up for it. Cause I'm already signed up for it. I, I have one right now, but I got it free because uh, Best Buy had, uh, stuff compromised and they were like here's identity guard for free for a year and i said sure
0: yeah a lot of those <laughs> companies do that like when uh
1: equifax yeah when yeah. they got
0: hacked they were like yeah so you have to sign up for this service for free because we uh we fucked you uh,
1: yeah uh, and the great part about signing up for that is you i think you have to, to agree not to sue them yeah you had to agree not to sue
0: them <laughs> yeah i definitely didn't sign up for that especially because i had my own uh well no no i was working at my old job before that so i didn't have my identity theft insurance yeah, I, I decided not to sue them just in case I maybe could jump on a class action. Right, yeah.
1: I didn't. I never signed up for anything through them. The best buy one offer, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever.
0: Yeah, I've, I've only ever gotten one like class action profitable return, I guess, and that was from actually Vibram for when they were saying the uh, Vibram five-finger toe shoes were going to be revolutionary and do everything, and they didn't turn out to do everything that they said they were doing mm-hmm. to help build your uh, muscles and whatnot. Like, they're still great minimalist shoes, they just weren't helping you build your calf muscle and all those other things they said. Your exercising was helping you do that. Right. And so they had a class action lawsuit against them, and I think I got like $9.11. Nice. Yeah. Paid
1: for like a tenth of my shoes. Right. That's my favorite thing. The class action lawsuits, like, oh, they're paying out $5 billion, and it's like a dollar a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's the
0: world we live in. Um,
1: yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, that's... I'm sure I can find some more craziness in the world if you wanted to. Oh, um, yes.
0: Nothing else really for me. The only craziness I think I'm going to have is I think I might start watching House on Haunted Hill tonight. Or, sorry, not House on Haunted Hill. That's another good horror movie, though. But The Haunting of Hill House. I always confuse those two. But Netflix just re-released or re-did Haunting on Hill House. And uh, it's supposed to be a really good reviewed show. So it's October. It's Halloween time. I think I need to watch some horror stuff tonight. i going nice. to check that out. I'll report back, let you
1: guys know how it is. All right. Yeah. I uh, Maybe when I go down uh, on vacation, I will take some of my, not scary. It won't be scary. It'll just be my usual Halloween time movies. It's like the Ninja Turtle one and two movies. Diary of a Vampire. Those are ones I generally will watch around this time of the year diary you mean interview with vampire interview, yeah interview okay with i was vampire, gonna yeah. say do you watch vampire diaries or something no. i don't know about I have this not, time. i have not i have not watched that yeah yeah interview
0: with vampire that's the one i was gonna say i heard vampire diaries is a very slippery slope to twilight
1: no uh, i don't want to don't want to fall down that one <laughs> no understandable um yeah those, those are probably two and then uh, maybe hook but that i usually wait until around november thanksgiving time to watch hook
0: well, you can like us on Facebook, like us, and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can always email us at geekswithissues at com. That is issues at com.
1: Leave a comment uh, and a rate on uh, iTunes for a podcast that helps us reach other people. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Uh, if, if you want to play trick-or-treat, this is a great trick for somebody. I don't know if I would call this a treat. I was going to say, I don't I don't
0: know if I'd call it a treat. But uh, yeah, Geeks with Issues, your grandma's favorite podcast. I don't think that works as well as it does for Little Windex, your grandma's favorite rapper. No, I don't think it does. Never mind then. <laughs> Not your grandma's favorite podcast, Geeks with Issues. <laughs> Till later. Bye.